Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. So it's another Monday. Uh, it is the post-Super Bowl show here. And, you know, uh, that's all I've really been talking about this morning uh, due to every, you know, ESPN-related station on the planet talks about the Super Bowl after the Super Bowl ends. Uh, for those of you who watched it, you know... Uh, for those of you who didn't watch it, uh, you know that Granny's team, the Kansas City Chiefs, won for the first time in 50 years. Um, so, so that should be should, should be pretty good. I I was rooting pretty heavy for Kansas City just because you know being a Cowboys fan, we have five rings. Uh, the 49ers also have five. I didn't want them to get six before we got six. So, therefore, I was rooting for Kansas City as well. Um, I kind of don't think had a rooting interest in that game, but. Uh, Icon, I'm going to ask you something uh, a little bit different because, like I said, I know you didn't have a rooting interest in the game per se, uh, but what did you think of the uh, highly regarded but also highly criticized halftime show? Well, uh, you know, I thought how they made a big deal about what Shakira was holding when she was doing the tongue-flicking thing. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, but I, I, all in all, I was very entertained by the uh, – by the halftime show, I, I I did enjoy it. Yes, it was kind of hey, can you be- was kind of cool. Can you believe J Lo is fifty? I I cannot. You know, I mean, just and that her, little her first- the little the little girl that was up on the stage with her when she had the thing that the the cape thing when they did the boy in the USA tribute. Flag. Yeah, that, that's her daughter, right? That was her eleven year old daughter. Yeah, who also had that a pretty was good voice for eleven years old. Mhm, mhm. Uh, but the thing is, and I said this this morning on my show. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, I can't believe we're such a, you know, racy, you know, kind of sexually themed, uh, you know, halftime show with skimpy outfits and things like that." 
that she would have, you know, a girl that young who was her daughter up there. Well, first of all, like, she knows, she's at the age where, like, she knows her mom's J-Lo. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she's, she's not kept in the dark of, of you know, uh, home with her family and her, you know, sheltered life. Where, you know, she's got YouTube. She's got social media. She knows who her mom is. Obviously, she's got a voice. And, and, and why not bring her up there? And it, it's not like she was jumping around in a bikini. You know, so I, I don't understand why people were so upset about her bringing, uh, bringing her daughter up there. I think that you know people should kind of chill out with that a little bit. Well, I think that's stupid if they're if they're going to uh, uh, chastise her for that. I mean, if you have a chance to put any of your family members in the spotlight, you know, you, you do it. I mean, it's it's just it's just human nature. Look mm. how many people that uh, Hulk Hogan has brought. Uh, you know, to to the business. You know, it's the same thing. You know, he he brought his nephew in. Rick Flair brought his son in. I mean, it. Uh, it Vince McMahon brought his children in. His wife. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Did you, you know, bet the over yeah. under on uh, on anything like like on the uh, on the Super Bowl um, on the uh, national anthem? Like, did you bet over under two minutes? No, I I did win the coin toss though. Oh, you did? Yeah, I won the coin toss also. Uh, I won the coin toss. I won if the winning team would defer or receive. I won who would challenge a play or review a play first. Um, would there be a last? Would there be a score in the last two minutes of the first uh, last two minutes of, of the game? Yes, I won that. So I won a couple of them. But uh, yeah, I mean. You know, just normal old degenerate gambling stuff, you know? Wow. Right. So, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair uh, is going to make her decision. And I think I missed it. I think I was on the other channel. I'm sure I'll find out um, of who Charlotte Flair is going to decide to face here. But um, do you like the idea of the... uh, of the Royal Rumble winner getting to choose which champion that they want to face, or do you think it should be the one that they should have to face the champion of the show brand that they're assigned to? Well, it's just a way to uh, to get them switched over without uh, without any other hiccups. That's basically what it is. That's the way it's always been, you know. Mm. Even if it's not as good of a match. Well, when was the last time the WWE put on a good match? I mean, seriously. Nah, touche, touche. So, uh, so Granny, uh, talk me through this a little bit while we wait for the first guest. Um, the uh, being being a lifelong Chiefs fan and never seeing a Super Bowl victory, uh, this must have been pretty surreal for you last night, huh? Oh, I was ecstatic, guys. I mean, I was I was so happy. I mean. I kept saying all along to my friends and just people I talked to in general, I said, this is going to be Kansas City's year. And Mm. I just, I, I, I was, I was crying tears of joy last night. Let me tell you, I was just beside myself. I, And and it's good for the Midwest. It's good for, for, you know, the smaller cities out there, the smaller markets, uh, and, and, you know, I think quite frankly, I like these kind of stories, you know, the, the first, uh, first one in 50 years kind of story. And, you know, some of these, I, I think that those are, um, those are always good, 
sports stories to have. However, the one thing that concerns me and, and upsets me and, and uh, I, I guess, yeah, I guess concerns would be the best word to use here, would be, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes is 23 years old. He's a young kid. Obviously, this Chiefs team has some weapons, but they don't have a lot of really high-priced, high-paid, big-money guys. This Chiefs team is going to be the same team for quite some time. What worries me is that this Chiefs team turns into the next Patriots and that, you know, we're, we're going to end up starting to see the Chiefs every freaking year in the Super Bowl now. Well, I I, I don't think so. I mean, well, I want to kind of touch on Except something. Without the I cheating, saw of course. Without I, the cheating. I, I, yeah, I, I, I saw a video. I've seen a couple of videos where, um, well, number one, Patrick Mahomes, he's already making the statement that he wants to – you know, play his entire career with Kansas City. I mean, he just, he's already made that statement. But he also shared his faith about, you know, he's a very strong, young Christian man, just from what I mean, and the things that he's done. I mean, and I know, I think I shared this story a, a, a short time ago, but there was a lady that lives in Bonner Springs, Kansas. And her name is Melba, and she is a Chiefs fan. I mean, she this woman is a hundred years old, guys. Okay, one of the Actually guys from years Kansas old. City. Yeah, she's a, she's a hundred years old. Her name is Melba, and wow. they showed a video. They they made her a special Kansas City Chiefs jersey with one hundred on the number on the back, and her name Melba on the back of the jersey. They went to her house, and they presented one of the gentlemen that works for the Chiefs. I don't remember his title. He had something to do with the marketing or, or something. I, I don't know what his title was. But anyways, he presented her with that jersey. Mm-hmm. They invited her to the opening game, okay, the, the opening game of the, the, the first home game of the, of the Chiefs season. This year or next they year? They brought her – no, 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 no. This was this was like the first game, like last season, you know, like in oh, November. Oh, this past season. Okay, first home okay, game. yeah. Yeah, yes. The, okay, the very first home game, okay. They took her down on the field in a wheelchair. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey gave her a game football before the game. Okay. Oh wow! Then there was an then there was another story where this young girl was battling cancer. They invited her to the game. She was like 15 years old. Patrick Holmes Patrick Mahomes gave her a game ball before the game, and he wears a bracelet, like a you know like support whatever the girl's name was. You know, I mean, because I I working with WFC like I do. Um, I would get a lot of bracelets that had like the kids' names, like Fight for Cody or you know what, whatever, whoever the child we were, uh, you know, praying for or fighting for or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he also helps. He also helps up in the Kansas City area build shelters for homeless veterans. Oh wow! I mean, he's a he's a very he is a very Christian, you know, and I know everybody's not into religion, and I'm not trying to put religion on anybody, but this man has a heart for people. And another thing that I'm really sure quick, 
him and his girlfriend, Brittany, were in a local pizza restaurant up near Kansas City where they live. Well, everybody knew who they were. Everybody knew that they were Brittany and, and Patrick. Nobody bothered them during the meal. Nobody asked them for an asking for an autograph or a selfie. I mean, they respected them. They let them have their meal in private. Nobody bothered them. Hmm. Patrick got up to go pay his bill, and he thanked everybody in the restaurant for letting them enjoy their meal, you know, in private. You know what he did? He paid for every person that was in there eating. He paid for every single table of people that was in there eating their food, paid for everybody in the restaurant before they left. Wow. Huh. That's crazy. So, you know, even if Kansas City was to make it to the Super Bowl next year again, He, it wouldn't, he, wouldn't be that he, bad, he, right? He, he, no, 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 no. He, he's better. And there was another thing that I posted that I saw post uh, that I saw on Facebook. Three reasons why Patrick Mahomes is not like Tom Brady or something like that. I, I haven't read the article. You know, I haven't read the thing yet. But, but Patrick Mahomes is a very humble man. He is a very humble young man. I mean, his, his father was a baseball player. For the twins, I believe. Yeah, his father played for the twins. You know, and um, but he he's a very he's a very humble young man. I mean, I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I love what he stands for. I love what he does for people. And I know last night, and I didn't see the the, I, and I saw something, but apparently he is donating money of some sort to the Make a Wish Foundation. And there was a young boy that was there last Be night. Out for what, that was yeah, a, I'm, that, I'm that, I guess I guess he was the Make a Wish kid that's getting to go to Disney World because Patrick Mahomes had something to do with donating money so this boy could could go to Disney World. Oh wow! So yeah, I mean, I guess he is a good guy. But Icon, uh, what you were touching on before the show, you know how you were talking about that tweet that President Trump made about why were they congratulating Kansas, you know, the state of Kansas? Let me clarify something here, guys. I'm from Kansas originally. Yes, Kansas City Chiefs, they are in Kansas City, Missouri. However, there is a Kansas City, Kansas as well. I know that. Okay, well, aren't but they I'm technically saying, aren't they technically the same city? It's just where the border runs through. Well, okay, you have you have like little suburbs of like um, like Kansas City. You have yeah. like um, you have like uh, Shawnee Mission. You have uh, Olathe. You have Overland Park. You have. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, there's little cities in the Missouri part of Kansas City, the suburb of Kansas City, Missouri. Like you Independence, things like that. Yeah. You, yeah, Independence. You have, uh, uh, well, I could, you know, 
but I mean, but yes, they are two, but they're all, it's all kind of, when you're in Kansas City, like one part, you're in Kansas City, Kansas, and then you cross over, you're in Kansas City, Missouri. It's all, you know, it's all one big, like sub, you know, one big thing. But I mean, there is a Kansas City, Kansas, and there is a Kansas City, Missouri. Now, whether why he said can why he was congratulating Kansas more than Missouri, I have no idea. But mm. I mean, but like I said, I'm I'm originally from Kansas, so yes, I mean, like when I go see my mom, who still lives in Kansas, you know, I come, I come, I you know, I I go up through Joplin on 71. I go through a little town called Nevada, Missouri. And I cut through, and then I hit 69, and I go through into Fort Scott, Kansas. So, you know, like I said, depending on where the line is, you know, yeah, you may be in Kansas City, and and one side is Missouri, and one side is Kansas. So that, hopefully that gives a little clarification on, you know, some people's answer questions about why he said that. I don't know, but. I'm not sure either, but Icon, uh, I know you're chomping at the bit here. I know you are anxious. Uh, we do have a 907 number on. Is that the first guest? That would be right, yep. Alrighty. Um, you sound really far away, though. Are you going to come closer to the mic? or? Yeah, I will in one second. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to put right, them on. You're going to do your intro? Yep. Okay. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the ring with us. She is probably the current and hottest adult entertaining star today. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you Erica Lee Pearson. Hey, this is Nordica Storm. You're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big king, and granny hoaxer. How are you tonight? Good to have you with us. I know you're a little under the weather, so uh, uh, we uh, we plan to have you on for about uh, 30 minutes. But uh, I know you're under the weather, so we uh, will try and uh, uh, you know uh, not keep you too long, uh, so we can uh, so you can uh, get all better and get nursed back to health and all that other good stuff. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, what I'll do is I'll ask you a few questions, and then we'll kind of go around the room, and then uh, uh, we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the uh, the uh, more potent questions, I guess you could say. Uh, we have uh, Erica Lee Peter, uh, Erica Lee Peterson. Uh, she's our guest here. We got about uh, 25 minutes here with Erica. So uh, if you want to give us a little background about uh, yourself, then we can ask you some questions. Um, well, I'm from Alaska. I moved to New York when I was 17, and I'm currently living in Washington. And um, I don't know. What do you want to know? Well, uh, you know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, you're uh, you know you're currently uh, what uh, you're currently doing in uh, your profession, and uh, then we can ask you some uh, questions that we went over about what uh, you're doing in your profession. Okay. So, uh, so uh, a few a uh, few questions that we you know that we uh, what we have for you is uh, when 
with the profession you're in, what uh, what got you uh, into wanting to uh, to be in uh, in your current profession? Um, well, I constantly constantly see guys taking advantage of women, and they don't get paid for it um, for their looks. And I learned how to make money from my looks. So I am doing that until I get too old. And uh, you know, they they always tell me you should never ask for a um, a uh, a lady for for what her age is. I'm not going to ask you how old you are unless you want to divulge it, but. Uh, how long do you uh, do you see yourself uh, wanting to stay in your current profession? Um, well, I I can do it as long as I want, you know, as long as I don't get married. So I could do it until I die. <laughs> well, and we we hope that's not you know that's not for another uh, you know fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty years. And, right, uh, me too. You know, and. Uh, for uh, those of you who don't know, uh, uh, she is a she is a big starlet in uh, in the profession. And uh, can you tell us kind of what are uh, some of the uh, uh, difficulties you face when you got into your career, if any? Um, well, it's definitely important to screen people because you never know. If you're going to, something bad's going to happen, or also there's a lot of time wasters. So if you ask for a deposit, you know, before you uh, travel for work or whatever, um, it prevents a lot of people from being flakes. So that's pretty important. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, you uh, just recently had a, uh, a big event uh, in Vegas. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? I went to AVN with some of my girlfriends, and um, it was pretty fun. There was everyone was there. We uh, we were partying every single night. I sold a lot of autograph pictures, so that was that was fun. It's always nice to see people, and uh, people were recognizing me, so I saw a lot of familiar faces. And if you could let us know what what does AVN what does that acronym abbreviate? Adult Video Network. Awesome, and uh, you obviously were the uh, were obviously the hit of the show because uh, uh, everybody went to your booth and uh, all the other stars there were jealous because everybody kept on going to you and not going to them. Correct? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to respond to that one, <laughs> but thank you. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I was I was trying I was trying to put you over a little bit, but uh, you can't. You oh, kind I didn't. Of, uh, I didn't want. I don't want other girls to get mad or anything. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, you well you kind of saw through me on that, and I I kind of like that. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Erica Peterson here. Uh, we have uh, oh, we have about uh, twenty minutes here left with uh, Erica. We'll kind of go around the room here. Uh, I don't know how many questions Granny might have, but uh, Granny, what do you have for our guests? Uh, Erica well, I really, I really don't have any questions right now, guys. I'm going to let you handle this interview. I just would like just to listen. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Big Swing, uh, what do you got for our guest, Erica Lee Peterson? We have about 20 minutes. Uh, well, when you said you moved to New York, uh, where in New York? I mean, I'm, I'm a New Yorker myself. Um, well, I first moved to Forest Hills. 
in Queens. I've also yep. uh, lived in Manhattan, Kew Gardens. I live by myself in Astoria, right next to the subway that I had to listen to all night. But yeah. I had a sugar daddy in Forest Hills. So that's why I originally moved to New York. I was going to say, did you come to New York to start the profession? Or like, like yeah, what brought you literally from the furthest point away in, in the entire country? Uh, well, I met my boyfriend when I was working at Diamonds International, and his dad was the third largest large-cut diamond dealer in the world, and he told me he was going to bring me out of Alaska and make me a model in New York. So that's why I left. Huh. And plus, I uh, graduated with my high school diploma when I was 16 with honors early, so oh, wow. my mom just let me go. So I was finished with school. Were you were you um, north or south of the Arctic Circle? Like, where in Alaska were you? I'm from Juneau, Alaska. Juneau, the okay. Capital, southeast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right. Well, I was gonna say cause I don't know too too much about uh, about Alaska. I mean, I you know things that I've I've read obviously, and and things that you know you see sometimes on YouTube and stuff like that. Obviously, being from New York, I know an awful lot about New York, um, especially from being from Long Island City originally. Uh, you know, that's the Queens area there too. So. Um, and now you're saying you're living in Washington, uh, Washington State, right. I assume, not yeah. D.C. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're jumping back there. So what, um, like, when, when, you, when you do your work, like, what, what is your favorite thing about your current profession? Like, I mean, is there anything in it that you like or anything in it that you don't like? Or do you love everything about it? Or, like, you know, what, 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 t- take us a little bit through that. Um, well, I, I like having the flexibility with my hours and everything, you know, it's kind of like hanging out with people, but I, um, there's a lot of content trade going on within the industry and, um, I don't want to do things and not get paid. So I just want to do paid stuff. Well, it's kind of like, uh, in the, in the movie, the dark Knight, there, when the Joker says, if you're good at something, never do it for free. So right, it's, right. It's, I mean, I, I get, I, I get you there. So it kind of. Um, but I mean, there, there are some downsides to the business, though, right? Oh yes. So, I, I mean, I, I would think that perhaps the money, you know, kind of negates that a little bit. But, um, you know, are there days where you, you know, where you consider? like possibly doing something else? Like where you wake up and you go, wow, I, I don't know if I can do this again today. Or or is it something that you, you are like, you know what, this is what I do and I'm going to do this forever? Um, well, I was thinking about maybe getting into real estate or something. I have all the books here. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I was supposed awesome. to um, awesome. In, inherit my father's business, but the IRS took it. So that was my inheritance and the job I was supposed to do. My oh, okay. Father. Well, that's cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so, I mean, now being in, in Washington state, I mean, obviously you're now back on the other side of the country again. Um, did you, uh, did you enjoy New York? Did you like the, the big city atmosphere or do you like living oh, I, sort I of more of the country? I, okay. I really love New York. Then why what brought you back to – oh, yeah, that was my question. What brought you back there? Um, well, I 
so I tried to come out here and be married, but I didn't get married, and it didn't work oh. out. So. Oh, all right. And I'm still all right. I mean, that's, but I I'm make sorry good to hear money, that. But... So. <laughs> yeah, that's why okay. it was a stupid reason I was chasing a boy. Well, you know, some, we all make decisions in our lives, and we all, you know, end up looking back at them and saying we, we could have done something different, you know, at certain times. But, uh, I mean, if you found, you know, you, you found the money train out there and you're still able to live comfortably and you're still able to work and do what you want to do, I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I've heard I've heard some good things about Washington State. Never been there personally, but I've heard some good things about it. So, so yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it being that big of a deal in the long run or – no, that big of a mistake. Well, it's called the Emerald City, and we have a lot of businesses that start here. So we have a lot of money uh, running through the state. Nice. Uh, Erica Lee Peterson is our guest here. we got about uh, 15 minutes here with Erica. So um, now, you know, you mentioned, you know, you went with your boyfriend and you were going to get married, and, uh, you know, that didn't work out. Do you now wish that uh, – you know, from, you know, what you know now compared to what you know then or you didn't know then, do you do you wish that you didn't go? Do you wish you would have stayed where you were? Or did moving help progress your profession? Uh, it definitely helped progress my prof- profession because I was more scattered in New York. And, um, yeah, it helped stabilize me a lot moving here. And if our... Um, which um, uh, I want to I want to say this say, say this without stammering over myself. I, I do apologize. But, uh I just had some major dental work done, so my uh, uh, my 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 mouth is pretty swollen. So I'm trying to speak and talk without <laughs> without uh, uh, over exerting uh, my gums because I, I'm in a lot of pain. But uh, I understand. When you uh, when you decided to get into the uh, adult film uh, industry, the adult industry, uh, who were some of your influences? Uh, who were some of your heroes that you wanted to follow? Um, oh, I think Belladonna is really hot. She's probably like my favorite. And have you uh, have you met her or done any any things with her at all? Uh, no, but I, I would like to. She's really hot, so. And uh, in the, uh, you know, in the adult uh, industry, what is your, what is your favorite things that you've done to this point? Uh, and what are the, what are some of the least favorite things that you've done? Um, well, I really like networking and um, hanging out with people, meeting new people. Everyone in the adult industry is really accepting of each other it's uh way more way more friendly than the strip club or anything you know it's a pretty tight network so it was really fun it's really fun hanging out with everyone and um my least favorite is people that um well you know i don't know if you've heard about this but we have a lot of people that act like fake agencies and stuff that show up so i don't Mm -hmm. like fake people (laughs) Well, you know, let, let's kind of touch on that a little bit. Uh, we have uh, Erica Peterson as our guest here. We've got about uh, 14 minutes here with Erica. So let, let's kind of touch on that a little bit. You know, it's like uh, someone calls you up and says that they're an agent and they work for uh, such and such a company, like uh, like this company or that company, and you go meet with them. 
what triggers you or what advice can you give someone to, to let people know that, hey, these guys are probably not who they say they are and they're probably fake? What, what, what triggers can you uh, give our listeners, say, that might be wanting to get into the field what to look for? Some well, to, uh, actually, I always I always uh, run the people's names. Like I got people all the time trying to get me to send them pictures for casting or whatever. So I just ask my friends who are in the industry have Have you heard of so and so? Are they legit? And it's I told you it's a tight circle, so everyone already knows each other. So it's about. And, well, you know, and I know that uh, when you ask people about uh, the icon, everybody gave me high praise, correct? Oh, of course, always. Right. See, see, there you go. It just proves it. I, I am the man. I am the myth. I am the legend. And, uh, uh, you know, Erica, I'm going to do this real quick. We're going to take a quick time out here. Uh, and uh, we promised that, that we were going to do this. Um uh, the Icon started a new Twitter uh, account for, for giveaways for the show. It's at Icon Helmrath on Twitter. And uh, we're going to do a special giveaway. Uh, we're going to do four autographed picture giveaways uh, of Erica. She's going to send them to me, and I'll send them out to our fans. The first four people that tweet me, the first four listeners that tweet me at, at Icon Helmrath on Twitter will win an autographed picture of uh, Erica, and uh, uh, we'll take the, um, and I'll check that at the end of the show, and at the end of the week, I will select the uh, the winners, and uh, four lucky listeners will get a, uh, a autographed picture of uh, Erica. Sound, uh, sound like a good deal, Erica? Yeah. All right, and you also uh, send an autographed picture of the icon because you love him so much, right? Of course I will. I'll even give a, a kiss. Yeah, uh, there you go. See now, Big Swing. <laughs> for for those of you who don't know, uh, she's one of the few female uh, listeners, uh, female guests that does not have a restraining order on me yet. Uh, I'm kidding, of course. Yet uh, is the key word. Not, yet. Yeah, because I know you promised uh, uh, you wouldn't put you put a restraining order on me uh, if uh, unless <clears throat> as long as I stop calling you at two in the morning, right? Right, right. You need to quit drunk calling awesome. me. <laughs> we have Erica Lee Peterson here at uh, uh, we got about 10 minutes left here with Erica and, and so we can do this our farm fans wanted to uh, check you out and see what you're doing and follow you and uh, uh, watch where you're going to be pairing next you have a Facebook, you got an Instagram you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch you got a GoFundMe, what do you got? Um, yeah, everything my uh, Instagram and my Twitter and my OnlyFans is um, all Nordica Storm my OnlyFans with all my Pictures and videos is the new website that all the entertainers are using is OnlyFans.com slash Nordica Storm XX. My Instagram is Nordica Storm. All it's all one word. My Twitter is Nordica Storm. So yeah, they can follow me there. And uh, there's one uh, there's one uh, picture that uh, I'm, I'm getting a couple of tweets now. Uh, there's a couple of people that are asking me about a, a picture on. Um, that uh, I posted, uh, I made a cool collector's card of you. It, you're kind of like in a, like, in, and I'm kind of looking at it. It's kind of like a red riding hood uh, gimmick. Uh, do you know what trick I'm referring to? Oh, is it like a witch outfit? Yeah. Was that was that for a shoot or was that for a video or what was that for? My dad actually bought me all that stuff when I was 15, and I still have it all. 
But you weren't 15 in that picture. No, no, I still have it because I love it. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Because I, I, uh, <laughs> I may get in trouble having that on my uh, on my desktop. So anyway. No, so, it's uh, like I'm I, I'm. It's only a couple years ago, so I'm definitely of age. But my my father is actually the one that bought me the cloak and the matching skirt. Okay. Now, uh, what uh, what do you see yourself doing in the next uh, in the next five years in the uh, adult uh, uh, film world? Do you uh, you want to make some uh, some movies? Uh, do you want to be a featured entertainer where you get to go all over the country? Uh, do you want to be a featured entertainer where you can go all over the world? Uh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Um, well, yeah, I would love to travel all over the world and stuff, but I was really thinking about uh, marketing and maybe selling some merchandise and meeting more people. And I also have, um, actually have a lot of girls that are asking me to film them. So I'm going to look more into making my own stuff. So you want to, you want to get into the, like the behind the scenes and the director role. Also, yeah. Yeah. I want to do that also. Cause I already have all the equipment at my house. And you know, I'll kind of put this out there. If you you know, if you need a uh, an extra or a stunt double or anything like that, uh, as long as you uh, as long as you uh, give me a couple hot dogs, I'll come out there and work for you. Okay, sounds good. There you go. There you go. So um, now we we've touched on you know what you want to do and what you've done and uh, this and that. Now if uh, if uh, someone came up to you and they said, how do I get into the industry? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to give me a cut and I will show them how. Okay. So like, uh, would you want, what you, I would I, put I'm them kinda on kinda, different uh, websites and everything. There's tons of uh, websites that people can upload their own content. Uh, you can submit to different agencies. So it's all about, just applying, looking up people, you know, although all the agencies have their contact information listed, just give them a call, send in your casting photos, um, updated STD test through talent testing, of course, because nobody wants to even waste their time with somebody if they might have a disease. Right. And, uh, now, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the news right now about, uh, you know, I know it's not the same thing, but you know, you know, you talk about uh, different disease and everything. Now, uh, in your industry, is there like rules about testing, like how often you get tested, if you have to get tested? Uh, yes. Are you are you able to talk about that or not? Um, yeah. So we go through talent testing, which the main locations are in California and Vegas, but they also have people that contract them all over the place. Like I go to a place. Uh, here in Washington, and um, the tests expire after 14 days. So, you know, we have to constantly be tested all the time. But it's called now, talent there, testing. Uh, so if somebody wants to get tested and have it all recorded for the um, directors and producers, you go to talent testing, you get to put it in the pass system for people to be able to view it publicly. Now, with the, with the talent testing, is there uh, – do they uh, once you once you go in there and you get tested and you come out with a clean bill of health? Of course, you hope everybody does. Uh, do yeah, you, or they, else like, they're like blacklisted. 
do do they give you like a certificate or uh, like a little business card that says she's okay? Or do you um, just we like actually get, put get on a, a notification database? email to log into our account, and then all of our test results are up on the website. Now, can you get now can you get blackballed if you decide not to get tested? Oh yeah, nobody will like even for content they won't. Nobody will want to touch you at all. That's pretty cool. I like that. So well, like, no, I know, I know, I know that like diseases and things are, are obviously a main concern. What about anything like pregnancy or anything like that? Does that ever does that ever you know cross mine as well? Uh, yeah. Well, I heard um, even the girls that aren't on birth control they take like Plan Bs. But I've heard about like I've, my friend said she got pregnant, but I'm not I'm not gonna say who it is, of course. Oh, of but course. she lost yeah, the baby. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So that is a concern as well. So overall, yeah, just yeah, just, just um, a uh, actually the the time you're fertile, the doctors told me. Um, of course, you should be careful all the time, but it's the 13th to 15th day of the first day of your period. But like I have an iPhone and it shows me like my fertility days also. Oh, okay. So you you're so pretty you aware like, of that stuff. Yeah. So my basically, you like told me. So basically, you look at your phone that day and say, "Well, I know we're supposed to film this scene, but maybe we should wait till tomorrow." Um. Well, also, like my friend says, just girls take Plan Bs also. But then you get your period that's, an extra time, so that sucks. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. I like uh, I I love this interview. You're awesome. So uh, uh -huh. I believe I did. I believe I did send you the address for to send the uh, autographs, uh, and yes. then I'll. Uh, and then uh, once I get the uh, once I get the winners, I'll have you send those to me, and I'll send them out uh, to you. And I promise I won't uh, share uh, your address with anybody or anything like that. I'll keep it I'll keep it close to the vest. But I do want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you were awesome, and I hope uh, we didn't scare you away too much. And uh, oh, not at all. Uh, and uh, I hope you you still like me after we're done here. And uh, I I would uh -huh. like to come work for you. Uh, even if I'm that guy that you uh, have his ass kicked in the hallway bad. because he's hitting on somebody's oh, girlfriend, I have somebody I'll take for you. Too. Like, what about Mistress Nebula beating you up? She's a dominat dominatrix here in Washington. I'm down. Hook me up with her. I'm down. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> She'll yeah, we have to film this. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll be filmed. Uh, oh, well, I'll yeah. tell you what. I, I do appreciate you joining us. You've been awesome, and uh, hopefully we can have you back on again. And uh, uh, you were awesome, and you're great, and uh, I love you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Awesome. You too. All right, All right ladies bye. and gentlemen, that was that was Erica Lee Peterson, ladies and gentlemen, and she is awesome, and she is an up-and-coming adult while she's well, – she is an adult film star, and uh, she's great. So uh, – Big swing, our next guest should be on. And, uh, uh, Granny, I know you'll be able to get in on uh, asking on this one. Uh, I know uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we have different uh, avenues of guests on. But, uh, you know, we'll uh, let you get in on this interview uh, if, he, if he's there. He said he's ready. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is seven, he ready? Uh, seven, six, seven, six, three number? <clears throat> that would be him. Yep. All right. I'm going to put him through. You do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. 
He is about to step in the ring with us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the man upon man. He is the master of the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you, without further ado, the man, Sebastian Taylor. Hey, this is the scene, Sebastian Taylor, and you're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Uh, how are you, Sebastian? I just got to ask you, was that not the best in-ring introduction you've ever had? It is the best in-ring <laughs> introduction I've ever had. It was pretty now, good, Now, if man. you ever um, want to hire your own personal ring announcer, I'm down, buddy. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll get it, you man. over. No problem. All oh, right, yeah. so we have Sebastian Taylor as our guest here. we got 30 minutes here with Sebastian. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you some questions, and we'll kind of go around the room. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so... I am a 27-year-old professional wrestler who uh, started out training at the academy in Minnesota here under Ken Anderson, formerly known as Mr. Kennedy in the WWE, and under Eric Cannon, who is, I guess you would call him a Minnesota legend. And uh, I've been wrestling for about two years now and been traveling across the Midwest trying to make a name for myself, you know. So, uh, you know, being from, uh, you know, being from the Midwest and being from Minnesota, you like me know what, how, how bad the winters suck up here and how you want to get booked in California and Florida during the winter months. Yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, this winter I kind of took it easy a little bit, not only because of the weather, but because I had a couple little dumb nagging injuries and everything like that. But, you know, the winter does kind of like in Minnesota does take like a huge hit on bookings and stuff like that. Things getting canceled all the time and stuff like that. So, well, I mean, Icon's up, Icon's up in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm not sure where in Minnesota you are, but I'm here in New York. And, um, I mean, obviously we have our winters and we have our things, but I went to Fargo once in mid-March for an event, and I'm telling you it was more snow than we get all winter that weekend in mid-March. So I can imagine if you guys get something similar to what North Dakota gets, that that's insane up there. Yeah, all, it seems like uh... – I want to say November, December, January, it was just like every week, every weekend it was something, so. Wow. Well, come to Arkansas uh, and wrestle. We don't get a lot of snow very much, so come to Arkansas and wrestle during the winter months. I mean, why not? I'm trying to get all over the place, you know. So, uh, Sebastian, when you're uh, when you're wrestling, uh, I'm kind of curious, what, do you, your wrestling style. Uh, are you more of a uh, a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio? Are you a technical wrestler like a Bret Hart? Or do you do that grunty style like the Stone Cold Steve Austin? I would say I'm more of a brawler. I mean, I kind of base – I'm a smaller guy. I mean, I'm about 5'8", 190 pounds. So I'm not I'm not that big of a guy. So I, every once in a while I'll do some high-flying stuff, nothing like too off the wall. I'll do flying elbow drops and all that kind of crazy stuff, but I'd like to say that I'm more of a brawler, and uh, I I would like to say that I place things where they need to be. Because you see a lot of guys, you know, like you see, I'm watching Raw right now, and Ricochet is going around flying all over the place, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to leave that for guys like that, you know?
Did you did you have any? Well, when you were Icon dropped off here, but he's he's back on the line. Uh, when you when you were coming up, did you have any particular um, idols or people you looked up to or people you wanted to model your style after? I mean, I know I grew up in the Attitude Era, so there. The, I mean, obviously I'm not a wrestler either, but I grew up in the Attitude Era, so obviously there were guys who were who were my favorites and who I would tune into every week. But uh, for somebody who was interested in actually getting into it. Uh, was there anybody you sort of looked at and said, "Wow, I want to be, I want to be like that guy"? Uh, I, I have a top three actually. Um, okay. In no order, I would say Triple H, Chris Jericho, and Edge, and those are like my three top guys. I guess you. I can't hear that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm. He's my favorite uh, overall. He's. Uh, he just said the golden words to me, Icon. He, he's good in my book. Edge. <laughs> yeah, Edge, he's good in my book. Ed, Edge was Edge was my all-time favorite. Well, he just came back, so he's he's still got another tiny run in him. So. So now, when you uh, when you wrestled, do you consider yourself to be a uh, a baby face, a heel, an in betweening? Or are you uh, more of a what the crowd decide you're going to be? Um, so starting off, it was a lot of babyface stuff until I kind of got my footing, decided what I wanted my character to be. But now over the last couple months or so, um, every show that I've pretty much been on, they've had me as a heel. So I think that it's more of a character development over time. You kind of decide from all what they want you to be and to see how you work as a, as a how you wrestle as a babyface or a heel and which one is better and which one you know draws more people to the crowd and what they want to see and everything like that. So lately, I would say that I've been more of a heel. So starting off babyface, uh, but I'm comfortable as a heel to be honest. Uh, Sebastian Taylor's our guest here. We got 24 minutes here with. Uh... Uh, Sebastian, so, uh, Granny, we have a heel on our hands. What do you have for our guest, Sebastian Taylor, 24 minutes? Well, hello, Sebastian. I am Granny Hulkster, and I'm not a wrestler either, even though I've had this gimmick name for, like, 25-plus years. I'm just a big fan of the sport. But Granny loves to talk smack to the heels. So oh, if boy. you ever come to Arkansas, baby, bring it on, because I'm sure I can find something good to say to you. <laughs> I, I mean, green, I got the slime green hair. That, that gets a lot of people talking. Um, oh, yeah. I, I saw pictures of you. I, I saw the pictures of you and everything. So, yeah, but I guess one of my questions to you is what has been one of your most difficult matches you've ever had in the time you've been wrestling? Oh boy. Um I would say definitely I had a street fight. I was in one and only street fight so far. And it was against a fellow by the name of Riley Jackson who turned into be sort of my mortal enemy over the last couple of years or so and we had about a twenty five minute long eh, twenty, twenty five minute long I wanna say street fight. Um which I won. But he beat the absolute hell out of me with kendo sticks, steel chairs, cookie trays. We busted records, old vinyl records over each other's heads. It was it was just a good fun time. But like, actually, the matches on YouTube, if you guys want to 
find it on there. Just type it. Yeah, I'll check it out. Taylor Jackson. Yeah, man, we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff up there, but I would say that one is one of the top ones. Um, and my other question, my other question to you is. If you had an opportunity to wrestle somebody, you know, let's say from the WWE, I mean, you know, because there's a lot of people that, you know, make independent appearances, you know, sometimes, whether past or present, who would you like to face in the ring? Oh, gosh, that is is a tough question. Um, I don't be either it happens to be Undertaker, right? Oh, that'd be a pretty it, good choice. It would have to be. I mean, like his character and like what he brings just I just think everybody would want to wrestle the Undertaker. I think that's a dream match for everybody. Or in my case, like I've been a privileged fan my whole life. So I would say either Undertaker or Triple H. Wow, that's awesome. Or even uh, Sebastian Taylor's our Sebastian Taylor's our guest. Uh, uh, we have uh, well, we have about uh, 21 minutes here with uh, Sebastian. Uh, well, you already met Big Swing, and he's already a fan of yours because you uh, mentioned Edge, which I wish you wouldn't have done. But uh, uh, Big Swing, what are you going for our guest, Sebastian Taylor? Uh, well, I mean, you sort of told us a little bit about you know who you looked up to coming up and who you had like in your top three for favorites, but. Uh, take us a little bit deeper back in time. Um, how did you decide that this was the business you wanted to get into? Because I know a lot of people watch wrestling. A lot of people say to themselves, oh, that'd be so cool. I want to do that. Uh, but not a lot of people actually end up doing it. So kind of take us through your journey as to, you know, how you got into the wrestling game. Sure. Um, so I want to say I was probably around six years old. And my mom always used to tell me all these tales about the AWA and everything like that from Minnesota. Uh, she's met Hulk Hogan like quite a few times. My mom and my dad did apparently back in the day. And uh, there just so happened to be an old VHS tape. And the VHS tape was WrestleMania 6. And I begged my mom to show me it. I watched it when I was like six or seven years old. I watched the main event, which was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. And from that day forward, like, I fell in love with it, watched it every Monday, every, well, back in the day, it was Thursday night, SmackDown, I watched WCW. Um, late at night, I would stay up to, like, 2 o'clock in the morning because we could get ECW on the syndicate and everything like that. So, watching all that, and then, you know, I stayed a fan my whole life throughout after that and everything, and um, I, I think I was 24 years old. And I'd, I was searching for wrestling schools, and I'm from originally from Wisconsin. Growing up, there was nothing here. So nothing Wisconsin at all that I could find. You know, you do your research. There's a couple of schools that I was going to go to. Like, I even had the ambition of going down to Seth Rollins School, school the Black and Brave Academy. And then um, magically, I would say literally within, like, three months, me being like, oh, hey, I think I actually want to do this. Let's let's make something of it. The Academy School of Professional Wrestling opened up here in Minnesota, which at the time happened to be 10 minutes away from my house. So uh, they put out a, a bulletin or a flyer or whatever saying that they're having a pro wrestling boot camp. And you sign up for this boot camp, you pay like a fee, you do like a, a weekend class, right? You do like a 
Saturday and a Sunday you're training. And basically what it takes you through is to see how good in shape you are and, like, how much determination you have and to see, like, how much they could put you through, like, workouts and bumps and stuff like that before you, like, you gave up or threw up or whatever. So I did this, I did this boot camp and I was like, you know, it was brutal at the time because like at the time I was not in shape. I was just like, I want to do this. I'll make it work. So do the boot camp. I didn't win the boot camp. Um, I can't remember who actually did. And about three months later, I finally like signed up for my tuition, paid the tuition. And I trained there for a year and a half before I graduated. So was the boot camp? Um, let me get closer to the mic here. Um, was the boot camp kind of like uh, the Tough Enough show the WWE held? Yes, similar to that. Um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of like military um, like workout drills and then like basic stuff you see in the ring. Like when you watch Tough Enough, like you know either the old series or the new series, a lot of that kind of stuff just to see like because uh, you know you know like they say if it was easy everybody could do it and not everybody can technically get like the footing and like this and that and the other thing and so it was kind of one of those things to see if like some people are physically not capable of doing it like it's not not an easy thing they ran that boot and uh i I guess the last thing would be in the independent circuit um and the independent circuit would uh would you say like you know how there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, like the talking and the mic in ring mic promos and backstage interview promos and things like that that people cut. Is that as big of a thing in the independent circuit as it is like on WWE or TNA or like it was in WCW uh, or even AEW now, or is it mostly just about the in ring action at your level? Uh, at this level, uh, I would say there's definitely more action. A lot of people now are like if they want to get over the like their character and whatnot, they'll do it through Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You know, they'll put promos out and stuff like that leading up to the event. You know, every once in a while, we'll get, like, somebody who's going to cut a promo in the ring or they're going to do a storyline angle. But it's never, like, overly done like WWE does. You watch Raw and the half the show is, you know, stories and talking and stuff like that. And you get an hour of wrestling, an hour and a half of wrestling out of a three-and-a-half-hour show. So... It's a lot. It's a lot more different on the indies, especially with. Okay, the show starts. You got two hours, two and a half hours to get eight matches in, and that's, sometimes that's difficult, more difficult than you would think. So they try to cut the talking and all that down. So. Okay. Well, uh, Sebastian Taylor's our guest here. We got uh, we got about fifteen minutes here with Sebastian. Now I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of give you some of the uh, harder hitting questions. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious about uh, you know your in ring look and uh, the green hair. You know, you mentioned your heels, so uh, you know I'm I'm kind of a baby face. So I'm gonna kind of heal this question here. Uh, what did you uh, were you painting something green and you just didn't have a paintbrush or what's the deal with that? Um, so originally I I had blonde hair and I was starting to grow my hair out. And one day we were over at my friend's, the one who does my hair. And she was like, do you want to put green in your hair? And it was like right before my first like debut match ever. And I was like, screw it. Why not? So dyed my hair green and it's been like my, my shtick, my character like since. And uh, recently I've added like 
black tips to it. So, and I'm thinking nice. about like going like more of a straightforward, like just jet black. I mean, if I'm going heel, full blown and commit to that. But like, I did green for a year and a half, almost two years. I got the green tights and all my merchandise is green and everything like that is green. Like when I come out, I got green lighting, but you know, wrestling is mm. all about, it's about, all about character development and, you know, a, a, over time things change. So. And, uh, when you, uh, when, when you're, when you're at the ring, uh, in the ring with your opponents, you know, every, uh, every wrestler, you know, has a, has a great finishing maneuver. I want to know what yours is, what is called, uh, what's involved, and uh, we'll see if one of us would uh, volunteer to have you practice it on us. <laughs> uh, I got a couple. I got a couple signature moves that I, I like to do. Um, you know, sometimes you got to bust out some moves on some guys that are twice your size, and you have to be able to perform your position move on anybody that's size smaller than you or bigger than you. So my go-to is always is been for the last two years, the crippler crossface, and I call it the death adder, which is a very, very tiny poisonous snake that can take out anybody, and that is like the symbol of So um, I've won a lot of matches with it. I've won championships with it, and I would say my secondary one, and because I've referenced Triple H a hundred times, I do the pedigree. You do the pedigree? So, uh, speaking Nice. So, so speaking of that, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you one other question. I'm going to ask you some uh, tough questions. We got Sebastian Taylor here. We got about uh, 14 minutes here left with uh, Sebastian. Uh, when is uh, when is uh, your next match? Where is it? Uh, when is it? And uh, if our fans want to come see you, uh, how would they get tickets? Um, okay, so I have a show coming up um, next. Wait, what's the date today? Is it the 3rd or 4th? I believe it's the 4th. No, no, no. I think it's the next Sunday. I think it's the 12th um, up in Duluth, Minnesota at the Clyde Ironworks building, I believe. And it's for Heavy on Wrestling. And you can just go to their website or their Facebook page to purchase tickets. I still believe there's quite a few tickets available. But I will be up there for that. Um, I have a couple dates coming up in March for Higher Ground Wrestling, which is a sort of a newer company that's coming out. March 21st, I'll be with them. And then um, a few dates here and there around everything. Nothing set in stone other than those couple places at the moment. But go to Heavy on Wrestling, go on their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just heavyonwrestling.com to purchase tickets. I'll be there. I'm in a I'm in a three-person stable with Darren Corbin and Heavy Metal War, and we are known as Settle for Nothing, and we're going to come beat some people up. Uh, did you mention uh, Baron Corbin? Darren Corbin. That's Icon's Darren favorite. Corbin, yeah. Oh. Darren Corbin. No, it's uh, not It's not that. It's not that. Uh, it's not that. It's not the WWE guy. It's uh, he, I, I know Darren Corbin. Uh, he's, yeah. a, he's, a, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, um, and, you know, uh, you you have to say hi to uh, uh, tell him hello from the icon when you uh, when you hook up with him. About with Darren? Yeah. Uh, so the the settle for nothing thing kind of came as an accident. One night we were doing a show and it just so ha- it 
you know, there's a big brawl, a big spill out, a, a normal one-on-one match turned into a six-man. They ended up next to me to save me or, you know, we were to beat some people up and somebody took a picture of it posted online. Actually, Darren Corbin's wife did. And one of the promoters for Heavy and Wrestling saw it and they were like, oh my gosh, we got to put you guys together. So Corbin pretty much took me and Heavy Metal War under his wing and I've been forever grateful since then because he's taught me so much. Like, Darren Corbin has been around wrestling for a really long time, a good probably 15 years. And the things that he know knows that he can teach me, like I just shut up and listen when I'm with him pretty much. Well, you know, uh, like I say, when you uh, when you see Darren, uh, tell him the icon says hello and uh, let him know that I want to get him back on the show at some point. So now I'm going to ask you some of the uh, more hard-hitting questions here. Uh, we have uh, – uh, so, uh, Sebastian Taylor here. We got about uh, well, we got about eleven minutes here left with Sebastian. Um, let's say that uh, you're an event and uh, there's a uh, AEW or WWE official that's there and they see you, um, and they 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 talk to you and they say, hey, you know what? We want to offer you a contract with us. Now, two part question. One is that something you want to do, and two, we know that you got the drive to do that because you, you know, you're, you know, you're still a young buck and you still have the uh, drive to get there. Two part question: One is that something you'd want to do, and two, if you do get there, would you not big time? Let's still be our friend and still talk to us when you get that million dollar contract. <laughs> uh, so absolutely. I mean, I think that's the goal for anybody that's getting into this is to be a TV wrestler. You know, you want to. You want to turn heads. You want to be on TV. You want to be known for. So absolutely, I would. That's that's the goal right now. And secondly, I would definitely not big time anybody. That's that's been like my number one goal ever since starting in this. Is I would never ever like do that to anybody, especially people that have helped me on the way up. Because you know what happens when you big time people, and when you're on the way up, you meet those same people on the way back down. And if you don't have a good interaction with them coming, down, that's that's what. It's Exactly. Uh, that's awesome. I like that. Sebastian Taylor's our guest here. We got uh, eight minutes here left for Sebastian. So, um, now with uh, you know with your upcoming uh, you know matches that you're going to do, uh, how often do you uh, try and get yourself booked? You try and get yourself booked once a week, uh, every other week, a couple times a month. Um, couple times every other month. How often do you try and get yourself booked? And how often do you want to get booked? I want to wrestle every single weekend. I want to wrestle Saturday, Sunday, every weekend. But sometimes that doesn't necessarily always happen. You know, things get canceled or you booked up. And uh, last year I actually had 59 matches. So I believe I worked for 10 different wrestling companies just in the West. And that was over a period of like the whole year, every single weekend. And even uh, one day, I wrote well, five matches. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, if uh, you know, if I can, uh, if I can, you know, because you you are you know you're in Minnesota, so you are pretty close to me. But uh, my next question is kind of an ego question. Uh, if I if I'm ever in uh, your neck of the woods at a event that you're wrestling at, you think maybe you can give me a. Uh, uh, a pass so I can come check you check you out, maybe be your uh, personal ring announcer for a night. Dude, that would be freaking awesome. I mean, it's 
That was up to me. It's game. See, hey, Granny, Big Swing, I'll tell you what. I am the most happening guy in wrestling podcast Planora right now. I mean, there's nobody bigger than me right now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sebastian, if our uh, – we'll, we'll do this here real quick. If our uh, fans wanted to, uh, you know, check you out and uh, uh, keep track in, see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got? I got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I also have a Pro Wrestling Tees page that you can buy all my merchandise on if you can't for make the show or tank top or anything. Um, on Facebook, it's kind of a long one. They didn't let me pick a simple Facebook URL, so it's Facebook.com slash Dean Sebastian Taylor. And then Instagram and Twitter are both the same. It's at I am underscore the underscore scene. And my Pro Wrestling Tees page is ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sebastian Taylor. And uh, if I were to uh, send you a uh, uh, an address, you think you might be willing to send us some uh, 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 autographs for giveaways for our, our fans? I'm going to do the same thing right now. Uh, the first four people that tweet me right now at uh, at Icon Helmrest on Twitter, uh, if you tweet if you tweet me right now, uh, I will select four lucky fans of the show. And of the icon to win autographs uh, of Sebastian Taylor. Do you think you'd be willing to do that for us? Hell yes, I can. Awesome. That is cool. Uh, so, uh, uh, real quick here, uh, you know, you, you kind of gave us your uh, your schedule uh, for the next uh, uh, couple of performances. Uh, do you have any other uh, upcoming events that uh, you can tell us about uh, uh, where we can? Uh, where we can uh, keep an eye on you and see where you're at? Yeah, um, actually, me and my new tag team partner, Scott Story, just won the Wrestling Battleground Tag Team Championships. So we will be defending them in um, the later February at Pro Wrestling Battleground in St. Paul. If you go check out Pro Wrestling Battleground, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you'll be able to see the event flyer, which will be posted shortly. The event will be posted in the next, uh, the event's posted right now, but the flyer and everything to see who's on it is going to be up probably shortly. So, Pro Wrestling Battleground. Uh, a few other places that are um, I'm working on. Nothing's like set officially yet, so I can't say anything yet, but working on it. And I, I uh, social media, all all that good stuff when it comes up. Uh, Awesome. Uh, Sebastian Taylor's our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got about 120 seconds here left with Sebastian. You know, I'll tell you what, I do want to thank you uh, for being on the show with us. Yeah, you have been awesome. And uh, uh, I uh, I am going to find a way uh, to come uh, to come find you wherever you're at. Uh, I would love to be your personal ring announcer for, the, for, uh, for a night. And I guarantee you, you got the icon in your corner, you will not lose. Because the icon oh, yeah. can use his finishing maneuver, and you will be victorious. Well, actually, icon, um, why don't you tell him what your finishing maneuver is? Because I mean, it is kind of a disqualification. Well, the deal is, as long as the referee's back is turned, my finishing maneuver is called the junk punch him in the man business, and oh. uh, 
No guy gets up from that. No, um, no, man. That's no. I mean, and, and if they do, they're they're uh, rather upset with you, Icon. So I, I would uh, I would work on your physical conditioning so that you can run afterwards. Uh, basically, it's kind of like uh, with uh, the low blow that China used to give, if you know what I mean. That's what the junk punch yeah. him in the man business, but it's a little oh, more Oh, yes, yes. I, I, I could figure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll tell you well, what, thanks. Sebastian, you were awesome. You were great. I do appreciate you being on with us. And uh, tell Darren uh, I said hello. And uh, tell him to contact me on Facebook. Tell him I want him, I want him back on the show because uh, – uh, you know, we have so many things that we need to catch up on from the last time you was here in uh, Fargo. Hell yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sebastian. You're awesome. Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you, guys. Sebastian Taylor, ladies and gentlemen, the man with the green hair, which means he's green, he's mean, and he will bring the steam to the ring, ladies and gentlemen, Sebastian Taylor. Thank you. Awesome. Yep. So um, now, question. we do have it, 859. Yeah. Okay. That so we're going one, two, three, year. back to back to back here. All right. 47 yep. minutes left. I'm going to put them on now. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. About to enter the ring with us right now. She will be the new featured color girl in Ink Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the lovely. I give you the vivacious. I give you the tattooed beauty herself. Ladies and gentlemen, she is Amanda Zimmerman. Hey, this is Amanda Simmerman, a.k.a. Siren. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the best hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you, Amanda? It's good to have you with us. I'm great. How are you all? Good. So uh, here's what we're going to do. We have have about uh, 45 minutes here with you. but we may have to cut it down to 30 minutes if our one guest that was supposed to show up decides to show up. Uh, but we're, we we got you. We're gonna we're gonna promote uh, we're gonna promote you like uh, no other promotion has ever promoted anybody. So if you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll uh, ask you some uh, questions. Okay, I started wrestling in 2000 in Georgetown, Kentucky. I was trained by Chris Hayes and went on the road with Jillian Hall. Um, we worked together. For a while, then when she went to WWE, I teamed up with Malaya Hosaka and kind of started touring around with her, ended up wrestling with the World Wrestling Association all over Alaska for the Air Force, and we had a lot of fun. Um, I don't wrestle as much now. You know, I'm getting older, so <laughs> so I decided to um, to compete to be on the cover of Inked Magazine. So, uh now, to be uh, on the cover of Ink Magazine, uh, you actually have to, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have to have some kind of ink. Uh, I'm going uh, to ask you a two-part question. I'll let you take both parts separately. Uh, can you tell us uh, what kind of uh, tattoos uh, that you have? Okay, my right arm is, is sleeved out. It's skulls and roses. My left arm is also a sleeve of skulls and filigree. 
I have a big dream catcher on my back and the moon phases at the top of that and a vine around my waist. Uh, for uh, for our fans that might not know, uh, could you uh, explain to us what a sleeve is? A sleeve is when you're tattooed all the way from your shoulder down onto your hand. And, uh, yeah, Icon, you, you didn't know that, Icon? I knew that. I was asking her to explain to our listeners who did not know oh. if you would have been paying attention. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's not really my strong suit. Uh, well, yeah, uh, we, we, we we definitely do know that. Uh, Amanda Simmons, our guest here. We got uh, well, we got uh, we got a lot of time here with Amanda. We got about forty two minutes. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you uh, a few wrestling questions, then we're going to get all into uh, Ink Magazine. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's show, throw it over to Brandy for the wrestling questions. Then we'll come back to me for the Ink questions. Brandy, what's your guess for our guest here? Uh, uh, Amanda Simmer. Well, hello, Amanda. My name is Granny Holkster. I, uh, like I said, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a wrestling fan. But I noticed you mentioned uh, Malaya Hosaka. Yes. Uh, how long did you wrestle with her? Oh, geez. I mean, how long did um, you travel with her? Probably a couple of years. We worked together a lot, especially in Florida. Like, we worked together for Slammin' Ladies with Lexi Five. And, of course, we have a good friend, Evil Zebra, and he came down a couple of times, and we uh, went to Tennessee, and we all worked together. We met up in Buffalo, New York, and did a show up there one time. So we we worked together quite a bit. <laughs> well, I remember her. If it's who I'm thinking is, because there used to be a, I, I live in Arkansas, and there used to be a wrestling federation that wrestled a lot out of Fort Smith, Arkansas, called Traditional Championship Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if it's the same person I'm thinking of, I believe she wrestled for Traditional Championship Wrestling yeah, several times. Yeah, that's probably her. So, because, like I said, Granny doesn't like the heels. I, I, I can talk some pretty good smack. And it seemed to me, if I remember right, because traditional championship wrestling quit running in 2013, and she was usually a heel the most of the time when she would come and wrestle there in in Arkansas. Yeah, she's on WOW now. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed I really enjoyed watching her her wrestle. So when you I were really enjoyed traveling with her, I miss her a lot. Oh, I, I haven't seen her in a while. Well, I don't know if she would remember Granny Hoaxer or not, but if you t- ever talk to her in the near future, ask her, say, hey, I talked to a lady that used to watch you wrestle in Arkansas named, by the name of Granny Hoaxer and see if she remembers me. I'll have to ask her. <laughs> what was one of your most difficult matches you ever had to do when you were wrestling? Probably the match with Jillian Hall in Cleveland. We were... We were in the back, and the promoter uh, came up, and we had to go 30 minutes. (laughs) Wow. Wow. We were like, what? (laughs) That was a long match. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen some long matches, I'll tell you. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big, I mean... Everybody, like, I mean, I, I've been to a lot of, I've been to one WWE show in my life with my family and I, but 
I go to a lot of independent shows, and I love to be able to support the local independent wrestling because I tell you, I've met some amazing people over the years, you know, um, at different wrestling shows. And I just, I, I love, and I love, like I said, I love talking smack to the bad people because I've been, I've been handcuffed to managers. That's what I makes mean, it fun. Oh yeah. I mean, I had, for example, I had Tommy Dreamer, the very last TCW show that they did. I had Tommy Dreamer use my fold-up cane on Matt Riviera during the match. So, I mean, he just came and walked by and took it right out of my hand. And you don't stop Tommy Dreamer from doing it. I was always heel in Kentucky, and I had a woman reach over one night and grab me by my hair and yank me over the rail. Oh my! And no, big swing before you before you said anything. That was not me. Because <laughs> I've never oh, been to Kentucky. I was wondering if that was maybe you. Okay. All right. I've never been to Kentucky oh. to watch wrestling. <laughs> You'll have to come sometime. It's it's quite a show. I will. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I used to wrestle in this I... one town. I, I won't mention the name of it on here in case anyone from there is listening. <laughs> but I went out one night and taught them all how to brush the last tooth they had in their head, and they didn't like that very much. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> I have a lot of fun being here. It sounds like it. So, <laughs> uh, Amanda Simmons, our guest here. We got about uh, thirty-eight minutes here left with Amanda. Uh, like I say, we're we're gonna we're gonna cover all the uh, all the stuff about uh, the uh, the uh, the magazine shoot and trying out for that, which is gonna be my part of the interview. But uh, Big Swing, what do you got for a guest, Amanda Simmons? Uh, well, I mean, I guess, uh, take us through a little bit of the background. I mean, uh, a lot of, a lot of people watch wrestling growing up. Um, and, and, you know, they say, oh, that'd be so cool. I, I want to do that, but not a lot of people actually end up doing it. And especially, especially females more so they, they don't end up getting into it as much as you know, the, the women's roster is, is usually substantially less than the men's on it on every level. What, uh, what sort of prompted you to to get into it, what, what was your story? What made you want to uh, get into into what you're doing, and uh, how did you get your start? My family is from the country. I grew up on horse farms. I didn't know wrestling existed until I was in high school. Um, oh, we just right. never watched anything like that in our house. And I had this boyfriend who watched wrestling, and he had it on a couple of times, and this one night I remember watching and these three guys came up out of a ring of fire and it was the brood. <laughs> oh, the brood, and, yep. And I saw Gangrel spit the blood out and Edge slid into the ring in his long black trench coat. I was hooked. That was it for me. I was so into wrestling. So we started going to independent shows in Georgetown. Uh, Jimmy Valiant was at a flea market one day that we were at handing out flyers for this show in Georgetown. So... We started going over there, and I had applied to go to college, and my financial aid was turned down. My parents didn't have money to send me to college, so that was pretty much shot down. I was going to go to be a radio broadcaster, (laughs) and so one night at the wrestling show, they said, hey, do you want to be a pro wrestler? Call the hotline. So I called and called and called, and someone finally called me back. So I wasn't sure why it took so long for them to call me back, but I went ahead and went to wrestling school, and 
Uh, I learned real quick why they didn't call me back, back very quickly. It's because they didn't want to train a girl. Um, oh. So my <laughs> my first training session was pretty much getting slammed on my head. Um, my first concussion of five concussions. Um, so it took about uh, a month of training before they realized I was not going to stop coming back and they were going to have to train me <laughs> one way or another. Um, yeah, and it just kind of took off from there. Um, it started in Georgetown, then they shut down, and they were moving to Mount Sterling. And in that transition is when I started traveling with Jillian Hall. When they reopened in Mount Sterling, I went back and was like, hey, you know, I can be here this weekend and this weekend, but not this weekend and this weekend. And they said, well, if you can't be here every weekend, then we can't use you because we need you here to walk out with the guys. I said, well, you know, not bringing in any women for me to wrestle. I'm not actually wrestling. I'm just being a valet, and I want to be in the ring. So I said bye. I left. Um, A lot of the guys, you know, dissed me for that and started calling me superstar because I left and everything. But I wasn't going to be held back you know, just to walk out with the guys. Hmm. That is awesome. We have have, uh, Amanda uh, Timmerman as our guest here. Uh, We have, uh, oh, we got about 37 minutes here left unless uh, our original guest calls in. So we'll uh, we'll just go until uh, uh, that happens, or we'll just keep it until the end of the show because we love you. So now let's uh, chat about uh, Ink Magazine. Uh, Now you're... uh, you uh you're wanting to be the cover girl of the the magazine and uh yes. you're you're striving to be the cover girl. Uh now uh first off, uh to get on Ink magazine, did you have, did you send in pictures or did you make a phone call? Uh did one of their agents see pictures of you or tell us how that started out first. <laughs> really I applied on a whim. Uh, I was on Instagram, and an advertisement popped up to apply for it, and I thought, well, I have some ink. I'll apply. (laughs) I didn't expect it to go any farther than that, you know. um, I just turned 39 years old on Thursday, (laughs) so you don't really expect something like this to happen when you get as old as I am. Um, So I sent in – I filled out the application – and sent in, like, one or two pictures, and then I got an email back that I had been handpicked to compete in the competition. And uh, now you want to, you obviously want to be on the cover, but uh, if you don't make the coverage, you st- you still get featured in the magazine, correct? I don't believe so. No. It's so, totally just okay, a cover so, contest. So, so you have to be on the so if uh, so if you win the contest, you get on the cover. Uh, have they uh, have they told you like uh, okay? So we're gonna have you, we're gonna feature on the cover. We're also gonna uh, feature a story about you. Did they tell you how many pages uh, that you get? Uh, have you have they told you any of that, or is that does that come later? No, it looks like like I've looked at last year's girls. Pages and stuff, and she had like four pages, I think, two to four pages, plus the cover. Now, so. now sometimes, you know, on Ink Magazine, you know, they, 
you know, it's one of those cool magazines that, you know, are always on the top shelf, and it's always in plastic because there might be certain things that are shown or depicted. Uh, do you have any uh, reserves on that, or uh, is there anything that's off limits or anything that would be out of your comfort zone to appear in the magazine? Um, Ink magazine, they they keep it clean. Um, like, even in the contest, we can't show any nudity or anything like that. I strive to be a good role model for others. Um, wrestling, whatever I do, I strive to be a good role model. So I would have limitations to what I would show in a magazine, yes. But I don't think they would do anything that would be beyond my boundaries. So, now, uh, Ink Magazine, uh, for those that, that don't know, uh, or those that should know, it, it's basically uh, a magazine that features tattoos, obviously. And we already talked about, you know, your tattoos, but uh, I'm kind of curious about, uh, you know, your tattoos. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll start with your right arm and then your left arm and then the others. Uh, how, uh, how long did it take you to do uh, your right arm? And did you design it, or did you pick out the design? Um, it's actually different skulls and roses that are pieced together, but it all flows well. It has um, smoke kind of going in and out, the roses and skulls. Um, the piece under my arm is a full skeleton that took nine hours, and that's just the biggest part of my underarm on my right arm. The rest of it probably took about 16 hours. So about and, 24 uh, hours. You, uh, <laughs> you, you did design that, or you had someone else design that for you? Um, I just found pictures, and then the guy who does my tattoos at Underground Inc. in Lexington, Kentucky, um, he kind of did his own thing with them, changed them around a bit, and we worked together. Sometimes, like, I wouldn't like the teeth or the jaw, so we would take the jaw off or change the teeth up or just something that was odd on the skull, we would change it up a bit. Uh, Amanda Simmons is our guest here. We got, uh, well, we got about uh, 30, well, about 25 minutes here left with uh, with Amanda. Now, another thing I'm kind of curious about, you know, uh, there, there's pictures of you on uh on your uh, Facebook page, and we'll uh, we'll let you pitch that in a second. But you know, you mentioned that uh, you have uh, you have like a tattoo around your waist, which we obviously can't see and probably will never get to see. But uh, uh, how how long did that take you uh, to have done? Uh, that one was just a couple of hours. I got that a long time ago, though, <laughs> so I probably need to get it touched up a bit. Uh, my mom says it looks like Christmas lights, so. <laughs> I'll probably be getting that fixed soon. <laughs> and uh, do you uh, do you ever plan on adding any color to uh, what's on your arm, or is it just going to stay black uh, and white? My arms basically? have no color. Um, I'm colorblind, so I don't worry too much about color. Um, my dream catcher on my back has purple and blue in it. Uh, that's about it for color. I'm planning on doing more, but I don't plan on doing any color. And uh, for uh, Ink Magazine, uh, you know, uh, you're obviously going to be a shoe-in now because you've been on our show. Uh, and our, we're going to make sure all our fans, our, our fans vote for you. But uh, now, being in the magazine uh, and being on the cover, 
do do they uh do you say that uh do they ask you uh can we feature this tattoo or this tattoo? Do you close up this tattoo or do you say, uh, no, I want you to look at this one or do this one? How, what goes in what's involved with that? Um, I'm not real sure. I know the answer to that at this point. Maybe once I get farther in, um, if I make it farther into the competition, I'm sure I'll know more about that. I think I've pretty much given up all rights to my tattoos at this point. <laughs> so they can pretty much photograph whatever is visible in in the photo. <laughs> and uh, how many, uh, how many uh, ladies are you competing with? I have no idea. I know there's a lot of pictures on Instagram, and so there has to be quite a few people. Um, they're going to have different rounds, so it will be like the top 30, then the top 20, then the top 10, and so on, um, until they have the winner. Uh, there's a wild card even, so I'm, I'm ready to go, though. <laughs> and... Uh... Do, we, do you uh, uh, you obviously know what issue this would be for? What what which month would it be for? I'm actually not sure. I just know I have to be available for the photo shoot in May. So it could be like a summer issue, possibly, or maybe even possibly. like a mm-hmm. winter well, issue. Uh, now, now let's talk about the the competition now. Uh, you know, you mentioned there's, uh, let's just say there is 30, then they go to 20 and 10 and 5, like you said. Uh, mm-hmm. Do they do they call you uh, in for, uh, for, fo- for doing photos for each session as you progress? Or uh, do you just, like, wait it out and see as, you, as other gals get eliminated? How does that work? Um, no, we don't do more photos as it goes along. Um, I actually have a photo shoot scheduled, uh, so I have more pictures available. Um, everything has to be on our pages by February 11th when the voting begins. Um, so whatever pictures I have on there is, is all I get. And then, you know, as we're eliminated, that's just it. And uh, so we can so we can help you with this. Uh, if our uh, if our fans wanted to uh, vote, where do they go and vote? It is cover dot mag dot com forward slash twenty twenty forward slash Amanda dash Zimmerman. And uh, do you uh, uh, do you uh, do you get to uh, keep track of how many votes you got? Like. Uh, I'm sure they, uh, you cannot, do they have like rules on voting? Like for instance, you can't go at you yourself. You can't go, go to that website, like refresh it like a thousand times and give yourself a thousand votes. They obviously have rules on that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> um, I'm not totally sure. I know as long as you have a Facebook account, you can vote. Okay. So, uh, let me ask well, you. I really know. Once it starts February 11th, I I'll get to see more of what it's going to be like. Um, I'm just totally blown away at this point. I don't really know what I've gotten myself into. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll continue the interview in a second. We've got Amanda Simmerman here. We've got about uh, 20 minutes here left with Amanda. So, Granny, Big Swing, who are you guys voting for? I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> well, it's better if you say it, but Granny, who are you voting for? 
She, is she here with us? Is she paying no, attention? I'm here. I'm here. Well, of course, oh, it's obvious she who we're going to vote for. We're going <laughs> to yeah. vote for Amanda. Of course. <laughs> well, I appreciate your votes. I'm sure I'm the only professional wrestler competing. So. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, that's not the only reason why I'm voting for you. Another reason why I'm going to vote for you is because you're one of the few female guests that hasn't put a restraining order on me. Oh, my gosh. Well, you haven't given me a reason to yet. Yet. Keyword, yet. <laughs> we have a man of servant. Here's our guest here. we got about uh, 20 minutes left. So I'm going to ask you a few other questions. And if uh, I ask you I ask you things that you don't want to ask, just say, and what's your next question, and we'll move on. Then we can kind of go back around the room again. Uh, one thing I, I'm kind of looking at, you know, I made you that cool little collector's card earlier. And uh, one thing I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious about is um, – uh, your ears and uh, your earrings. Um, mm-hmm. Take us through that and why you would put yourself through that kind of pain <laughs> and uh, why you decided to do that. What is that called? And uh, take it from there. Okay. I have one-inch gauges. Uh, the reason I have them is because my best friend, Elizabeth, said that I had to get my ears pierced and she was going to pay for it. I said, well, if I get my ears pierced, I will have gauges. She said, why would you want to do that? I said, because I think it looks really cool. So in the beginning, I used a taper. So it starts out really small, like the size of the earring, and you just kind of push it through slowly. I would just do it while I was sitting watching TV at night. Um, So it doesn't really hurt because it goes so slow. But then once you get to a certain size, you can't use a taper anymore. So you have to get just the silicone earrings and just pop them in so it slowly stretches as that is popped in there. So that can hurt a little more. Um, It took three years to get up to a one-inch um, and there were points where I tried to jump two sizes at once, and that is not a good idea. <laughs> it feels like someone's burning your ears with lighters. Now, I'm kind of curious. Now, uh, you know, you're, you're wearing, uh, you, uh, you you call, what, what, what did you call it again? Uh, gauges, right? Gauges, mm-hmm. Gauges. Now, uh, I, I noticed that you're wearing a black gauge. Now, can you, uh, uh, are you stuck with that color, or can you, like, get, like, different color gauges, or is that they it? They come in all different colors, and I have even some pretty girly ones that are dangly. Some have, like, dream catchers hanging from them with feathers. So I can change them in and out. They have some really pretty ones. They have some that you can't see through that are just full, and they have different designs on them. So, yeah, there's a lot of possibilities. My husband and I are the so, same size, so we can share earrings. <laughs> so my, my question is, when you when you take them out uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, change them, uh, now forgive me because I'll admit I'm not uh, – I've, I've always been curious about this, and uh, I'm getting uh, tweeted messages when you ask these questions. They're not really – they're kind of coming from me, and they're not coming from me, so I'm going to ask you these questions. Uh, okay. Now when you take these when you take these things out, uh, mm-hmm. you, you just have like a like a flappy uh, uh, ear of skin, or yes. uh, it, okay. And now, yeah. now if you don't, uh, do, do you sleep with them, or do you take them out at night? 
or do you have I to sleep with them in? I try to sleep in the silicone ones because if they're hard, then they hurt. Like if I'm laying on it, so the silicone ones aren't too bad. They're pretty flexible. And then we have another, we have a question coming here from uh, Mark three sixteen fan. He's asking uh, if you were to take them out, not put them back in, would uh, would your would it close up or is it going to stay open? It can close a little bit, but once you get to this size, it will not ever go back to normal. Uh, uh, yeah, it's not like Austin, a tongue, uh, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James Austin writes, uh, if you uh, wanted to have them removed and have your ear go back to normal, is would you have to have surgery? Yes, I would have to have surgery. That just sounds that just sounds painful. <laughs> well, I mean, surgery is never fun. I'm not having the surgery though. I'll just have gauges. Someone asked me one time. Yeah. They were like. What about when you get old and you have gauges and all these tattoos? And I said, I'll be the coolest grandma out there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, uh, Grady Holmstrom might have to bilk on that a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you what, there'll be there'll be two cool grandmas then. We have Granny Holmstrom. That's we'll have right. <laughs> That's right. Me and Granny Holmstrom. That's right. Uh, uh, Amanda Simmons, our guest here. Uh, well, we have uh, well, we have about uh, 15 minutes here left on Amanda, and uh, uh, we uh, we do appreciate you. Uh, you know, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on uh, uh, on our show in such short notice. But we'll do this right now, and then we'll we'll go back to asking some more Twitter questions because uh, we've got time. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and follow you and see how beautiful you are. Uh, uh, do you got a Facebook? You got an Instagram? You got a YouTube? You got a Twitter? You got a Twitch? You got a GoFundMe? What do you got? I have. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Amanda Zimmerman or Instagram under Siren Wrestler. And Siren is S Y R E N. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to read this tweet here as it's coming in. Uh, Edge is the man fan writes. Yes. You have any I love this guy already. Do you, have, uh, do you have any plans to get any more tattoos? And if so, what and where? Um, my right leg is going to be a cemetery with a haunted house and a dead tree with the full moon behind it, with the wrought iron fence going through, and then the tombstones will have dates on them of the years people close to me have died, birth and and death dates. Uh, my left leg is going to be Voodoo New Orleans with witch doctors, shrunken heads, and things like that. And then I have to decide on my chest piece. I haven't decided yet. And that's about it. And uh, do some while I'm up, probably. <laughs> so I have a lot of plans for more tattoos. If you smell what James is cooking, right? With all your different tattoos that you have, do you have a favorite? I do. It's the one that took nine hours on my right arm. <laughs> oh, wow. If, I, if you go to the um, the Inked Mag Cover Girl page of mine, the picture is on there where I got that tattoo, and I'm holding my arm up, and you can see it. Is that, is that the picture where you're in the black dress? 
No. Um, I was still at the tattoo shop, actually, and I held my arm up and took a picture of it because it was just so awesome. <laughs> but, Which yeah, one hurt the most? The, the, um, the drink had on my back. Yeah. Uh, because the spine, there's just no meat there, so it's just on bone. It hurt really bad. Oh wow! Uh, and how long did that? Uh, how long did that tattoo take? The one on my back was about ten hours. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I uh, I don't have my glass. I'm trying to read this as uh, it, as this comes in. Uh, Cornette for president writes. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Cornette, yeah, Cornette for president writes. So when you're doing these tattoos that take nine to ten hours, do you do you get breaks or do you have to sit in the chair straight through? Do you ever fall asleep? Do you ever get numb? That's basically just the question. Um, yes, we do take breaks. Uh, we'll take maybe a couple of like fifteen minute breaks. Um, I, I tell them to just keep going. Greg is a great guy. Um, they're at Underground Inc., and he does a fantastic job. So I could just sit there all day. But I have a very high pain tolerance. He agrees with me at this point. I do have a very high pain tolerance. So, I mean, it wouldn't bother me to just sit there, but we do take a couple of breaks. Well, I would say okay. I'd say it would probably be like for nine hours, it, it would probably be if you have a high pain tolerance, it would probably be more of you succumbing to boredom before pain. Well, we sit and we're we're friends, so we sit and talk about the bands we like and what shows we've been to, what we're doing that weekend, how everybody's doing. Uh, my husband is totally covered by him, so he's been friends with him so long. It's like, oh, how's the family? So <laughs> we don't get too bored. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, I like oh, good. Okay. Uh, I like to swear handle. Here's the question. Here's the handle. It says. Who does the icon think he is? Right. Uh, uh, do you can you recommend uh, a, a tattoo artist? And who is your favorite? Where can we find him? Well, like I said, Greg at Underground Inc. in Lexington, Kentucky. He yeah, is that's a bit amazing. too far for me. I mean, I'm in New York, <laughs> but. <laughs> You have to book out about a month in advance. He stays booked up. He's so good. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. In Lexington, huh? Okay. Yes. So let me ask you this. Uh, if uh, if our fans mention that uh, you know the icon, uh, would they be able to get a discount? I don't think so. Okay. Well, how about if uh, how about if they said Amanda sent uh, sent us? I don't know. That may not even get them a discount. <laughs> <laughs> Tattooing is hard work. <laughs> it's hard to get a discount on a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Amanda Sim- Amanda Simmons. I guess here we got about uh, ten minutes left. Uh, uh, you-, you still got? Can you hang with us for another ten minutes? Sure. Awesome, because uh, like I say, all these, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but a lot of these. Oh, I think Icon got uh, got cut off here again. Um, he Well, you see, he's using a phone. See, Amanda, we're in, um, 
I, I'm in a studio here in New York, but he calls in from Fargo, North Dakota. So he's on a cell phone and he's got that, that sprint service up there in Fargo, North Dakota with, you know, three feet of snow on the ground. So, you know, it's, uh, so it's a little different. So sometimes, sometimes he cuts out. Um, yeah. oh, oh, there he is. He, hey, Granny, you know what would be really funny? I'm not going to do it because I think right. Icon would have an, I think Icon would have another heart attack, but he's on hold. I should just leave him on hold and just finish the show talking to Amanda, don't you think? If I just leave him on the hold. <laughs> I he think would, he might he have would, a problem. I think he might have a problem with that. We might get he fired. He would freak out. Yeah, he would freak out. Anyway, yeah, right, would, I'll, I'll, I'll bring him on. I'll bring him on. I'll be nice. Icon, we lost you there for a minute. Well, a uh, couple things. Uh, uh, my uh, uh, Everybody knows who Selfie Dog is. Uh, he actually yes. jumped into my hand and uh, knocked my phone out of my hand and disconnected. Did you put him in timeout? Oh, Homer. No, no. Put him, put him in timeout. Lock uh, him in the other room and you know, yell at him. Tell him he's a bad boy. Oh, he's not a bad boy. Uh, Homer's <laughs> not a bad boy. Really uh, no, well, Amanda, we get Amanda, <laughs> we got some more questions here for you uh, from our uh, from my sure. Twitter feed. And uh, as I was saying, a lot of these uh, Twitter names kind of offend me because they they have my name and they're just dissing me. So I'm not going to ask their questions, but. Uh, uh, when you decided to, uh, uh, this comes from uh, uh, Batista Balk, it looks like. He asks, when you decided to get your first tattoo, uh, how old were you? I was, well, when I really wanted a tattoo, was about 14 years old, but I had to wait till I was 18. Um, so, yeah, as soon as I turned 18, I went and got my first tattoo, which was the vine around my waist, and then I got a vine around my right arm uh, to match. So that's actually covered up now with a big skull. <laughs> hmm. I, I like this. I like this Twitter handle. Uh, Kevin Owens sucks. Writes. Uh, nah. What is your most expensive tattoo? Most expensive. Hmm. It depends on if you. I guess my probably my right sleeve. Yeah, because you're I going all the way the length of your arm, so. Yeah, I think I set the most hours for that one. Uh, there's a, you know, uh, back to that uh, collector's card I made you, you know, the one where you're in the black dress and kind of laying on the bed there. Uh, the the one tattoo that's on your arm, the uh, the the skull, it kind of looks like something straight out of. Uh, uh, the Goonies. Uh, any inspiration with that? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't really going for that, but I love the Goonies, so I'll take it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so, guys. All right, so we got the... Uh, okay, so the next question here, uh, even though I hate the uh, I hate the Twitter handle, Triple H is the man writes, uh, what was the longest time you ever spent sitting in a tattoo parlor? Um, six hours. Uh, that's still okay. a long time. Mhm. Yeah. Now, uh, well, let me ask you this: You know, when you when you uh, when you bring the design for your tattoo and say, "This is what I want," uh, now do you? Uh, 
do you have to like uh, choke to the side and he like tries to have to position on your arm or your body or do you know exactly where you want to put it and he has to try to put it in? How does that work? Yes. So I give him the picture. He draws it out and we change things around the way I want it exactly. Then he'll make a copy of it and he makes sure that it's going to fit in the place where I want to get it done. And then he can make that larger or bigger on the copy machine until it fits perfectly. Now, do they do they draw out a template, or uh, do they like put a sticker out there and just kind of fill it in, or how does that, or does he go by memory? Or how does that work? Um, when he tattoos it, he has a picture hanging there. Um, after he does the uh, stencil on the arm, he prints it out on the. Do you know what paper it's called? He, it's like transfer paper. So he does the outline with the transfer paper. And then he just goes from there. He's really good, so he can just look at the picture, and it usually ends up looking better than the picture. Uh, now, is there any tattoo that you've had that like caused you like uh, a lot of pain for uh, for uh, either an hour or two or a day or two? Um, the main one was that dream catcher on my back, right down on my spine, like where the feathers hang at the bottom. That was really painful, but once he was finished, there was no pain. That's awesome. Uh, Amanda Simmer is our guest here. we got about uh, two minutes here uh, left with Amanda. So uh, real quick here so we can go ahead and do this uh, so our fans can uh, get out and vote for you. Uh, tell us, uh, Give us the website again so uh, we can uh, get people out there to vote for you. Sure. It's cover.inkedmag.com com forward slash twenty twenty forward slash Amanda dash Zimmerman. And uh, you did they tell you when you would find out when you uh, if you're the winner or not? Um, no, I'm sure I'll see like once the competition starts how it's going to unfold. Um, I just yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm so excited to just be a part of it. It's it's just really you, blown you my mind. Have you ever thought about going on one of those shows, like Ink Boss or one of those? Um, I've never considered it. Um, that might be kind of cool. You know, I've never really applied for anything like that. Um, I've really just been focusing on working on my tattoos, and then this just kind of showed up, so I went now, for it. Now, do all of your... <laughs> Do all of your tattoos have uh, meaning to them, or do you just no. get some to get some? Yeah, it's just cool stuff that I liked. <laughs> I love skulls. Um, our entire house is decorated in skulls, which is funny because we live in the country and we have a country house. <laughs> so everything's just black and white in skulls. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, Amanda Simmerman is our guest here. Uh, we uh, we got about sixty seconds, and I got to let everybody know who's going to be on next week. As a matter of fact, I'll do that now. Uh, next week uh, we have AWA Forever. Uh, we have uh, Badland Championship Wrestling, and we have the Living Legend, uh, Princess Victoria. Uh, she was trained by the fabulous Mula, and she's going to also debunk a lot of myths about the fabulous movie. So uh, 
uh, tune in for that. Uh, and uh, Amanda, here's one thing I'll ask you, uh, and I'm sure that uh, when you, because uh, we know you're going to win the competition because you've been on the show, so they they have to just basically give it to you. You can just walk right through the competition. But when you make the cover. Uh, and they give you uh, a box of magazines. Would you be willing to uh, send us a couple autograph copies of the magazines? Maybe send us some autographs anyway, uh, so we can uh, uh, give it to our listeners at Icon Helmrest. Uh, tweet yes, now. Definitely. Uh, um, all right. Uh, uh, I'll send you. I, I, I sent you the address where to send them. Uh, uh, if you could send us some autographs in the meantime, but uh, uh, and then uh, towards. Uh, uh, we'll, I'll stay in contact with you. So when you make the cover, uh, we'll have you send us a couple uh, copy autograph copies of the magazine as well. I can do that. Awesome, Amanda, you're awesome. We love you and thank you for joining us and uh, being with us on such short notice. We appreciate it. Sure, thanks for having me. It was fun. All right, thank you, Amanda Zimmerman, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. I'll tell you what, guys. I, I think we've had a pretty interesting show today. What do you guys think? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. We've had um, we've had all all different spectrums of of everybody here today. We've had wrestlers. We've had an adult movie star. Uh, we've had some alternative style wrestlers. When I say that, we've had one with the green hair. We've had one that's covered in tattoos. We've had you know, so we've we've had some different styles uh come on the show tonight. So I think that's pretty interesting as well. Now let me ask you guys this, you know, and and I know it it sounds like I'm putting myself over because I am, but you know, uh our our you know, we have our friend Conrad Tops, you know, he always wins podcast of the year because of uh what he does, but you know when you have callers like Eric Bischoff and Bruce Richard and Jim Ross, uh, you know, and Rick Flair, I mean where, where is that demographic going to go? But uh, in a close second, you'd find us. So, I mean, what other wrestling podcast has has this multitude of guests, have this great a host, and have this much fun uh, live all the time every Monday night? Where else can you find it? Um, You really can't. And uh, really I'm gonna let our, fans, uh, our fans know. Coming up in July, this one we're going to do it. Uh, uh, coming up in July, we are going to do a Monday Night Raw watch along for the first hour of the yes. show. We're not going to have any guests. We're going to be uh, we're going to tune into Monday Night Raw the last hour, and we're going to kind of discuss what's going on. And uh, hopefully, Edge will not be on that night because you'll be drooling all over that. But we're, we're each going to kind of give our opinion about what's going on, about who's covering the ring, the matches. Uh, and maybe if, and if that works, if that gets uh, enough reception, we may do it again. We may do it once a month, whatever have you. But uh, we're going to do that, so uh, we'll uh, keep doing that in July. And also, has been booked, we're going to have Phil Mushnick on. Uh, he has been probably the uh, uh, lead guy against the wrestling business. Uh, all throughout his career, and we have a clip that we're going to play, not now, uh, but in the next couple weeks, we're going to play a clip. Uh, he had a little battle with Jim Cornette. Uh, as a matter of fact, because of Jim Cornette, Phil uh, uh, Mushnick had little kids uh, calling and swearing at him on his voicemail. So he's going to talk to us about that. Uh, we'll take calls. Uh, so uh, everybody prepare for that. 
it's good, that's going to be a great show. Uh, and, uh, of course, we are going to be respectful. He is a guest. We may not uh, agree with his platform about things, but it's going to be interesting to talk to him about why he dislikes the wrestling business. And it's going to be an interesting interview. What do you think, guys? I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Awesome. I don't know if we lost Granny, but either way, um, no, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, you're you're here. All right, so we got ten seconds. They're kicking us off. Uh, Icon, yeah, I like the idea. Uh, another couple of good gets, brother. Another couple of good gets, and uh, another great show. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, Granny. Don't get too drunk at the Chiefs uh, parade, and we will uh, we will see you guys next week. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.